are back in the crypts of Castle Ravenloft and listening to Cursa Stradania, a Legends of Aventris podcast. Last time, the cool lich Exithenter woefully did not murder the protagonists. Instead, he let them loot his ancient library and sent them on their way. He may as well have given them pets on their heads before waving goodbye. They then returned to Kresk to prepare the infiltration of my catacombs. Like the vermin they are, they scurried through the tunnels beneath Barovia and finally arrived to the entrance to the crypts. I do not think they are truly prepared for the death that awaits within. This episode is brought to you by our generous supporters on Patreon. You can become a patron yourself by following the link in the show notes. We are eternally grateful for your support. With that out of the way, let us proceed with the conclusion of Chapter 12, Tomb of Sorrows. And as you crest over and through the mist that's accumulating around at the top, as your head comes out over it, you see an arched doorway open in front of you and past it. It's dark at first, but Sarnax comes up with his lantern light peering in the long expanse of a catacomb. Looking in, you see this archway form and you're looking out at what appears to be a strange light stretching across the pathway Mm. that leads directly into a catacombs. And as you stick your heads around from side to side, not, not necessarily going under the archway, you begin, you can see on one side, a sarcophagus on the other side, a sarcophagus. You are at the very end right here. The main, the main tomb area here you're like outside of it like see how there's that flat part that's facing me basically right there got it this tomb rests in hushed silence tall stained glass windows dominate the eastern walls allowing dim light to fall in two coffins resting atop white marble slabs the one against the north wall is marked king bera von zarovich and the one against the south is marked queen ravenovia von royen the vaulted ceiling, 30 feet overhead, is inlaid with a beautiful gold mosaic. And the two stained glass windows that you see are on those, like, flat, diagonal yeah. walls. You imagine that where this archway is, there might have been one there, but no light would have been coming through it. Are there, is there anything depicted in the stained glass windows? Just scenes. Nothing, like, telling. Nothing telling. Do the coffins appear to be sealed? In so much as you can tell from here. Should we proceed, or do we believe this is already trapped? Arabella did say, Arabella did say that there were secret hidden traps at every corner. Yes. But she also may have been lying, so she could come along. Before we step foot into the catacombs... Let me detect magic, and I would like to protect myself, and I'll cast Mage Armor uh, on myself. Um, <clears throat> I believe we can step foot inside this room, uh, so I'll lead everybody into the room. You do that. Uh, and then, I guess, once detect magic is done, I'll take a look around to see if anything's magical. You look around, and in this immediate room, you do not sense any magic. You look at the sarcophagi, and they're definitely old. 
covered in a thick layer of, of dust and cobwebs. And as you look towards the stained glass windows, they're covered in a in a thin layer of dirt. And there is a faint glow to them as you wipe the dirt away and you look through it. It's not sunlight on the other side, but a small alcove, alcove with one glowing lantern that's illuminating through these windows. And as you wipe the dirt away, you see these stained glass um, reflect on the stone floor and it causes a rainbow cascade of light. It's very beautiful. Um, doesn't seem to show anything special. It's just a, a beautiful effect. This room, looking around, you see on top of the on top of the tomb meant for Queen Ravenovia, there is a wilting bouquet of flowers that look like it had been placed here recently, but is slowly dying. It looks like she does come down here. It must be on guard. Um, well, his, her parents are buried here. Uh, is it possible that the bones of her brother would be here too? So it came all the way down here that for, right? Or do you mean right here in these two? Right here. I mean, I don't disturb the remains of... Everybody Please. said that there was uh, a section for Stratavia and then another across the way for her brother. <clears throat> I believe the bones of St. Markovia may be down here too. Those were lost. We're also looking for the bones for the silver dragon. Yes. So many bones, I can't, can't keep track. Maybe of three sets that we're looking for. If we can find. I believe we have all the remains of St. Markovia's bones. Just the five. I believe all were perhaps there are more here. Uh, is there like the... They were destroyed. All the rest were yeah. destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're doing, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought the rest were there. I wish not to disturb her parents. We have no purpose, but perhaps if we continue, we may find it. All right, let's continue. So we'll move, I guess, up these stairs here. Or You make your way towards the steps. Wide steps ascend to a landing flanked by two alcoves. Within each alcove, taking up the full 30-foot height of the ceiling, is a bronze statue of a warrior holding a spear. A soft blue curtain of light flows between the two alcoves. Dimly visible on the other side of the curtain are more descending stairs. Or more ascending stairs, sorry. This is also something that she mentioned to us, I believe. And she said we had to be nice people in order to pass through. Yes. If we were good, we would be let through. Yeah, well, what does that mean? I mean, she's just a child. Uh, What is it, uh, good? I I mean, I would hope we're all good at this point. We've done a lot of good. Maybe we ask nicely. We ask for permission to proceed. It's a good idea. Yes, this is why she cannot pass through. This is why she has not found the tunnel. She cannot enter this room, this chamber. How would she have left this bouquet? Perhaps it was not her. Maybe a servant. Sergei was able to emerge from the, the fountain and his hand on Iruna. Perhaps his spirit still lingers here. Maybe we just be polite. May we please pass through? Your voice echoes throughout the catacombs. 
the light that stretches between the two statues does not even waver. Can I peer a little bit closer at the statues and kind of inspect the weapons that they're holding and see if, like, the spear has any connection to the spear that I found? It doesn't look at all the same vein. No. Yours is much more barbaric, Mm -hmm. and these are more gilded. They're uh, part of, they're not even something that can be removed. They're part of the the statue itself. And are they wearing any kind of armor or any sort of symbolage on them? They're wearing armor, but it doesn't seem, there's nothing symbolic about them. They seem to be more guardians. Mm -hmm. Um, What kind of magic does my detect magic pick up on this? It would pick up. Why does the book tell me for this? Um, what's uh teleportation? Uh, it is. Um, I can't remember what kind of magic that would be considered. So not transmutation, but uh, that's what I was going to say. But I'm like, it's not uh, trans conjuration. Thank you, Ken Hanska, but. I will. I will always never answer that cor- that question properly. So you've detected magic on the on the, the mist, the, the light that is and emanating it is from conjuration the magic. Yes. yes. So anyone that walks through this will be teleported, presumably straight to Stradale. No, 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 no. It can't. It can't be right here. I mean, I mean, she said it was some sort of invisible circle on the ground or something. She said it changed. I believe she just referenced being teleported to and being killed. I could have sworn she said invisible circle. She suggested that there would be no way to physically discern on the, on the ground the teleportation circle. Uh, this, this is something else. I believe this is something else. It has to be. It, it, it can't be more than one. How did we get through? Uh, I want to look around the room to see if there are any, like, any writings or like pray to, prayer to St. Marcovia or anything like that. <laughs> Investigation check. Uh, Looking around the room, it appears that this room is the sole focus of it is honoring the dead King Barov and Queen Ravenovia. You don't see anything that will give you an idea of how to bypass this this barrier, this teleportation barrier. Hmm. Well, uh, so Arabelle said to me to be good. I will say, with your investigation, you see that there is, um, that it looks that if you were small creature or less, you'd be able to squeeze around the back of the statues. Well, it looks like if we were small enough, we could get around the statues. Uh, I don't think any of us could fit as is. No. We are not small creatures. But if we're good, we shouldn't have any problem with this anyway, right? I just worry, will she know... Well, of course. I don't want to even test it with anything. Because she'll be alerted to our presence. Yes. Or... I considered that as well. Um, I'm going to just walk up and... to Like, close to this first step here. Um, and just kind of kneel down and bow my head and remembering the names of uh, the king and the queen. Um, I, um, I'll speak, not loudly, I'm not going to shout because I don't want it to echo, but uh, hoping that this will change the barrier, I'll say. Um, May the king Barrow von Zarovich and queen Revenovia von Royen rest in peace, undisturbed. 
by the evils and chaos of this world. You lean down and you say your prayer in front of the magical barrier that's, um, that isn't permitting your entry. And you wait, you can hear the crackling of magic, but it doesn't seem to have an effect. Does it feel like it's clearly emanating from statue to statue? Um, yeah. I have an idea, Professor. What? I don't like it. Well, maybe tell us what Before it is you first. Do this. What if I could move these statues and let us pass? You might okay. only have to make a little bit of space. I mean, it sounds like there's already some space behind them. So, shift it. for just to make sure you're aware of it, they're not standalone statues, they're built into the ground. So I don't know if that has an effect on what you're doing. So it's not like they're statues that are sitting on the ground, they're built into it. So I wouldn't be able to animate them. You and you could animate them, but they wouldn't be able to move. Right, because they're... Because yeah, they would be picking up so the, the, objects. That's the fair. floor. That's fair. Never mind, that won't work, based on how it's built. Um, I have a few other options. I'm going to path back to the Queen's uh, sarcophagus and just take a closer look at it and see if there's anything about it that may be able to help, like, turn off this wall, like a lever or a button or something. I'm just going to do a full lap around the sarcophagus. Okay. Go ahead and roll investigation. Uh, 18. Um, I'll say you're easily able to peruse the entirety of the crypt area, both um, Queen Rabinovia's tomb and Barov's, and you're able to see that none of the sarcophagi seem to have any kind of level levers or anything like that. If we're sure that we've turned this room inside and out without touching those sarcophaguses, uh, coffins, uh, we can't sit here till we die. I agree. At some point, we gotta just try it. Yes. We're good people. We are. We've done good. Garrix has seen within us. But who judges that? I don't know. Could you summon your servant and have him walk through and see if he does not end up on the other side? Maybe the teleportation is in fact to the other end that we're seeing. Maybe there's something beyond the stairs. Does the stained glass like make any particular pattern on the ground? Nope. Just rainbow-colored light. Um, Perhaps it only teleports you if you are impure of heart. I suppose if... I hate to always be the one to do this and use my resources. <laughs> you don't have to, Sarnax. I do. No, <laughs> it, it, what you're doing right now is being called passive-aggressive. Arabelle... <laughs> Oh, no. It's Sarnax <laughs> of the Edelwood. There, we are in the crypt. There is a beam of light that we could pass through to enter the entire catacomb. Is it dangerous to step through? What should we do? You can reply to this message. Hello, Sarnax. It's, it's Arabelle here. I heard you. You know, if you brought me with you, you could have just asked me right there. I've seen it before. I am so glad there is not a word limit on this. And then she's cut off. I'm kidding. I've always told you that I don't deal with yeah. word limits on sending. So, um, yes. No, it's totally cool. Um, well, where are you? Are you with the king and the queen or are you not with the king and the queen? You can respond to this message. Bye. <laughs> and by that she means he has to cast it again. 
Well, uh, did you didn't you mention that, right? You no. didn't tell her what side you're on, yeah. Did, did, did she tell you anything? Hold on a moment. <laughs> oh, no, I hope he's not arguing with her. <laughs> <laughs> we are standing beside the king and the queen at the bottom of the stairs with the stained glass windows looking up at the beam of light. Shall we pass through? Shall I dispel the magic? What do you suggest with your great divination powers, oh child? Oh, that is so great that you're on that side because you can just walk straight through and nothing will happen to you. But if you try to get back in and you are not a good person, it will just put you back at the top of the stairs and you won't be able to get in. But since you're at the bottom of the stairs, you just have to walk straight through. That's all right, I just, I just like my my face is just completely straight, and I just you walk straight through. What's your alignment? Uh, I'm uh, good. I'm uh, chaotic. Good. Okay. You feel like had you been going the other way, your fate might not be the same. It is fine. You can pass through. Here, do we can pass through unharmed if we are trying to leave. It will detect the goodness in our hearts and will teleport us back up to the top of the stairs. Interesting. All, all right. Well, better than to Stradina's room. So we should have no problem getting back out. Hopefully. And I'll proceed uh, through the mist. What's your alignment? Neutral good. You walk through and you feel something in the pit of your stomach and you're unharmed, but had you been going the other way, you're not quite sure what your fate would have been. Uh-oh. Uh. And anyone who's not lawful good will feel the same thing. Ooh. Yeah, I okay. think I'm lawful good. But what does your character sheet say, Mayo? Where's it say it on here? You didn't put your alignment. I didn't, but I just feel like I play Kana awful good, but I can't. I would say Kana is awful good. I don't think it really doesn't matter. It's what Arabelle said. It just puts you back at the top of the stairs. Yeah. This is not like it hurts you or anything. I just have to. You would just have to find some other way to get around it. Yeah. So I will put lawful good in here now because I forgot to put second. Uh, Clayton is certainly neutral good. Maybe true neutral, but that's kind of questionable at this point. He's somewhere between neutral, true neutral, and neutral good. Yeah, um, I'd agree with that. You're all standing as you're as you're looking out over the catacombs. Buried deep beneath the keep of Ravenloft lies the ancient catacombs, with arched ceilings supported by wide, hollow columns that double as crypts. Cobwebs hang limp in the musty air, and a thick fog clings to the floor, which is covered in putrid waste. The black ceiling overhead is moving. Uh, in what way? I'll shine my light. That's going to be my question. You shine your light up as you see the undulating, um, the undulating blackness on the ceiling, and as you shine your light up, thousands of bats line every bit of the ceiling. <laughs> Should we make our way quietly? Let's us make our way quietly. Professor, do you feel like you may be able to channel your power to locate an object? No. <laughs> I suppose I will shall do for both then. <laughs> I don't believe so. Let me check. But Garrix, what good are you? Garrix, Fire Lord, I seek. I know what the what, what I'm looking for, right? Does Gar- Gar- Sarnax says he's looking for? Yeah. Well, you don't know the you don't know the item exact that you're name. looking for. Have you ever been given the name of the item that you're looking for? 
or that you're just looking for Sergei's bone. Well, you could He doesn't even know what we're looking is, for anymore. <laughs> so how does it, are you looking for a specific thing? Because if you can look for somebody's remains, that would work. I would say, I don't think yeah. you know the specific thing you were looking for. You knew you were looking for knowledge, which ended up being Strahd's journal. We know that there's a sword or a holy symbol, one of the two. Was, but do you know which one this is? It was a sword of sunlight. But do you but know what it's called? We don't know. Like, we don't know the we details of it. Yeah. We, we just know. know that it's a sort of something. You can try. But you might be able to be like, Sergei's bone. Yeah. That's <laughs> I, er. great Garrick's fire lord, let your fire light my path towards the direction of the remains of Sergei Von Zarovich. And I cast Locate Object. Is that worth the resources? I mean, we could just walk around. Sarnax, we gotta talk about the tone of your voice, too. I'm not liking this attitude you've got all of a sudden. So how does it work? Oh. That's I made Andy read the entire... You sense the direction to the object's location as long as that object was within 1,000 feet of you. If it's in motion, you know the direction. What if uh, it's not familiar to you? Uh, yes, yeah, I guess the question is familiar. Or, or uh, has a chance to fail, basically. The spell can locate a specific object known to you as long as you have seen it up close within 30... Oh. No, no, keep going, keep going. Oh, alternatively, this spell can look at the nearest object of a particular kind, such as a certain kind of apparel, jewelry, furniture, tool, or weapon. Oh, no. Uh, the spell can't locate an object in any thickness of lead, even a thin sheet blocks it, a direct path between you. So, so it, should, it should say if it's been described to you as well. So if you say sword of sunlight, then maybe that would be better than bones, because I can tell you, you're going to locate <laughs> a lot of bones. So if I can burn that. But or, I'm going to have you roll for it because you've never seen this before. So we'll make it a little more fun. Because uh, technically I think it should fail since you don't know what you're actually trying to locate. But probably true. But I'll say you can roll for it, and if you get ten or above, okay. then you can locate it. Does that seem fair? Yeah. yeah. Yours I, think I, think that is, I think that is fair. Whatever you say is fair is fair. Sword of Sunlight. No whammies. Four. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see shit. Oh. Yeah, yeah, please. You got him. Yeah, we'll use a twist. Thank okay. you, chat. Thank you, I'm only using one twist. Okay. 17. Nice. You raise your lantern and you wave it from side to side as you call out to Garrix and you channel the power of the Fire Lord within you. And you see the kernel inside of your lantern ignite as the hatch opens. And at first, a wisp of smoke that begins to undulate and change into your small avatar companion of Garrix is its wings outfurl and it flies directly towards an opening to your right. That room at the very, very end, the large room. You watch as it floats in the in midair, wreathed in fire in the doorway to that hmm. chamber. Well, nice. <laughs> well, we know where it is now. The question is, how treacherous is the journey to that room? Well, we don't want to spend any extra time here, not a second longer than we need to. Yes. We find what we need, and we get the hells out of here. All right? I suggest, before we mess with Sergei's tomb, we find the bones of Argenvost first. Why are you looking at me, Professor? I, 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 unless, I mean, what do you think? 
I believe that if I describe bones, I could perhaps say dragon bones. I don't <clears throat> know if that will work. I'm going to try. <laughs> Garrix Fire Lord, Dragon God, I seek Dragon Bone. Please guide me towards the remains of the great Argonvost. For what it's worth, uh, Arabelle did mention some sort of a dragon skull. That is true. The dragon yeah. skull. It could work. It could. Yes. Just yes. talk amongst yourselves while you gaze into the flame and see if he tells you what you want to know. I, is I, it pitch black in here otherwise, outside of just the lantern that's coming from the light from the lantern? Like, are yes. there any sconces? There, there are sconces lining the walls and they give off a faint glow, uh-huh. but deep in, like, along the rows, it would be hard to see. Okay. Um, while they're talking, I'm just kneeling down on the ground and just seeing if there are any signs of, like, Stradania's footsteps in the vicinity that we're standing in to see if, like, she might have avoided certain areas to in case there would have been any sort of pressure plates. I'm basically trying to keep an eye out for, like, non-magical traps. I would say just, you wouldn't even need to roll for this. You know Stradania can fly. She hovers, oh. that's right. Uh, um, do you see your, the avatar of Garrix? begin to move out of the entranceway to Sergei's tomb. As he floats forward, he makes an immediately le- immediate left into the small alcove that's pointing directly towards me. This one? Yep. Uh, both what we seek is all in the same direction, so we should avoid the entire left side of this chamber. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm a little nervous. Proceed. I agree. However, there's no half put forward. Well, uh, to avoid this uh, uh, teleportation circle, uh, I know I'm, I'm kind of focused on that. Uh, uh, she <laughs> did uh, mention that it was only me who got to... Uh, Ported, if you will. In one of the who knows how many right. thousands of so possibilities. So, if I walk behind somebody, I can't be the only one. Reasonable, so right? So, you would like to take someone with you. No, it, 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 it removes that from the equation. It can't happen. It can't be just Shepherd, me. you can walk in my path. Professor, you shall walk ahead. But, but the other thing, the other thing, too, uh, with, with Victoria, we, we can't have her taken. And, and we don't want Connor possessed. So we don't want to disturb anything that we don't need to is my point. We want to eliminate these visions, if at all possible, up front. That is true, Professor. In her specific visions, she did not mention you or I. That's true. But with your ability to detect magic, can you just simply sense on the ground if there is teleportation magic? Uh, Unless it's hidden somehow, yes, I suppose I could. You all way? stay here. We go together. But if you you if you're lighting the way, we'll be all right. Well, you stay behind me. Yes, I will lead. All right. If something happens to me, continue on. Can we all be turned into bats and be flown across the way? Uh, we could, but I would have to burn a very valuable ninth level spell. It's as you are saying this that you hear deep within the recesses of your mind. Hello, I just want you to know that the abbot just got home 
and he's making me some macaroni and cheese. I don't really know what that is, but he said that he was going to make that for me, so I'm going to eat it. Also, I just want you to know that I miss you kind of just a little bit, or not really you, but your house. Also, this place is really dusty. I've coughed four times. One, two, four. And I want you to know that it is your fault for not leaving the house with me in my care. Also, I miss you. Okay, don't die. Bye. You can reply to this message. Bye. Did you just cast sending? <laughs> you hear absolutely nothing back. Professor, you alright? <laughs> Are you alright? Professor, it was not so powerful. Why do you say that? She just sent into my brain. I think we knew she was very powerful. Yeah, That's why she's not here with us. Casting actual spells is incredible. She has discipline. Indeed. She expended a spell slot mechanically. That's impressive. She will be powerful one day. You should check your library. What? Hmm? Hmm. Well, either way, she said she didn't give me any useful information. What did she mention? She mentioned that she was eating macaroni and cheese. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> uh, it's a dish of uh, pasta and uh, some cheese and usually some kind of cream or milk. Melted together to coat the pasta. You had pasta before. <laughs> what is pasta? Sardinia dressed up as Martha Stewart suddenly floats into the catacomb. No, 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 no like Julia Child. Uh, Julia Child. Pause this conversation <laughs> right there and remind everybody <laughs> yeah. where we are. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Oh, no, but Wonderful initiative. I am, oh. I am concerned. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, God. Okay. Sorry. I done got the giggle. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he asked. He asked a very fair question. Do you yeah. know where we are? And I don't think we do. We're in the catacombs. But of I suppose that is actually heartening. If she did message you and did not have omens of doom. True. Maybe she was just checking to see if you were okay. She knew that we. The professor would respond, and if he didn't, then she may have worried. I... perhaps the professor should have told her to tell the abbot where we are, so in case we get into trouble, he could potentially help us. But I suppose that the time has passed for that. <laughs> Shepard, I'm sure you won't get teleported to your doom. Yeah, let's hope. I will very carefully walk while the technology... If I need to recast it, I'll recast it, but I want to start to step... Very gently, uh, whichever I guess it's. I, it would have been ten minutes, so you would need to recast. I will recast it. Um, and we're staying close to you, and you're staying behind me. But I am offering so to go get, forward, uh, investigating. So, what every does step. detect magic go through? Because that determines determines how it would handle a, a couple inches of uh, or a couple feet of wood, and only one inch of metal, something like that. Or uh, cannot pass through wood. Yes, detect magic. Oh, excuse me. Go through like a foot of stone. It might not be that much. Uh, it can penetrate most barriers, but it is blocked by one foot of stone, nope. one inch of common metal, nope. a thin she- sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. So right. if these, okay. uh, I'm guessing if these like enclosures are stone, then it, it depends how thick it is. They it's are. Yeah. And so I will say you're able to detect the paths. You can't get a read on the things inside of the rooms. That's fair. Um, but the path seems to be clear as far as you can tell. 
I will very, very slowly approach this door. You make your way directly towards the crypt, and there is a placard on the outside. St. Markovia, dead for all time. Well, this is St. Markovia's tomb? Well, isn't that curious? The fact that Argenvoss's bones would be here, it isn't... 100% 100% infallible. Perhaps powerful bones of an, any variety. If found. Is it possible that Stradania intercepted this message and is trying to trick us? If she did, then we have far worse things to worry about. I think she'd be down here already. Is there a clear way to open this passage? Yes, it looks like it would take incredible strength. Do you think the thigh would help at all? The thigh bone? Uh, Beyond destroying undead, I'm not sure what it would do. Meaning like... Just that it's close to... Are you going straight up to the door? Yes. I need you to roll a dexterity saving throw, please. Wolf. Boogers. Three to twist that shit. Does not look good from here. Two. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to use a uh, divination point. So then you roll your portents. He did. Dex, you say. Dex, she says. Uh, that is a twenty. Um, Cheer and Vandris. Twenty-one. You step onto the the stone slab directly in front to inspect abbey of St. Markovia and you feel as the slab presses in (laughs) you immediately see what's happening and you rear backwards as four darts narrowly missing you potentially doing uh, 14 points of poison damage but avoiding it oh oh just dart traps I've dealt with hundreds and I was going to take a step back. Watch your step, Professor. And we put my foot forward and like let it reset mm-hmm. and then press again. You do that and four more darts pop out of the, the little slots. So keeping my weight on the pressure plate, I will step forward and attempt to push it. Roll of strength. Uh, eight. <laughs> No. It's <laughs> a oh, quite heavy comic. Could you keeping your weight on it? You, would, yes. you attempt to heave it, but you feel like it it comes out, not in. Oh, oh, it's it's pulled. I will stay on this pressure plate. Hold on, I have a better idea, and I'll uh, I'll like swing my noggy knot around and like push into the pressure plate so that he could safely step off of it. But I'll keep it pressed down so that someone could like swivel around and try to pull. Given that you have the strongest arms, can you maybe try to open it? I, you can. It's a ten-foot plate, so you can both stand on it. At the same oh, time. I oh, right. so you can stand yeah, next. Right. You can right. stand next to him. I forgot that the scale is. That's on. okay. You can yeah. stand next to him while he's while you're both keeping the pressure and attempt to push it or pull it or pull it. Sorry. Yeah, okay. let, let, allow me to maintain pressure just so that in case you stumble off, just you exert all of your strength okay. in opening this door. Okay, I will step onto the plate and try to open the door. Uh, strength check? Yes, please. Please do this guy. Let's do You're looking this. for a 17. 
You got a 24. Ooh, all right. You're able to wedge your fingers into there, these notches on the side that you're able to grab onto and pull it open. The weight of the door, uh, Clayton, you move out of the way. The weight of the door is easily able to keep the pressure plate down Mm. as you are wafted with the smell of roses. Looking in, the remains atop the marble slab appear to have been disintegrated. That's what you see. Remains of roses or remains of a human? Or of just like appears body. that there are remains. The, there's a scent of roses and there are remains okay. on top but not of the like, ground. Not like, got it. So they were destroyed. Yes. Do I feel like I have to keep the door open or does it just. Yeah, you're just able place? to slide it open. And we're sure we asked for the right thing, Sarnax. I asked. For the bones of of Argenbost, but the spell isn't infallible. I have not seen the bones myself, so it would have led to something similar. But there do not seem to be bones here. Nobody's blaming anybody. It's all right. Um, you we'll detect magic. You detect evocation magic in this room. There is evocation magic in this room. Well, that's all you need to tell me. I'm not getting any closer. Do I see that there's a disintegrate... Like, it is clearly the evidence of a disintegrate spell? No. What is evocation? Damage. Blasting. Blasting. Like fireballs evocation. Destructive. Where is it coming from, Professor? Is it from the remains or all over? It's coming from the ceiling. And as you look up, you see suspended the very height of this arched crypt, the remains of a gigantic dragon skull. There it is. Well, look at that. I'm sorry I doubted you so quick, Sarnax. And the magic's coming from the skull? Yes. Uh, I'm not sure if that magic is innate within the bones or if it's some kind of trap. It's hard to tell. What do we think? How do we even get the skull out of here? How big is the skull? It's the size of a dragon's skull. It's like embedded in the ceiling, or is it like in a like? It's a hard to thing? see. It's taking up the entirety of the space. It's like a ten foot skull. Um, so yeah. you were um, looking up. It's hard to tell whether it's suspended mm-hmm. or whether it's lodged or. And that won't even how fit half the passages we came through to get here. That's true. I'll, I'll step as close as I can without stepping into the room. I'll shine my light onto it. Look at the grandeur of this. Simply a skull, long dead, and still containing so much power. This is the power of dragonkind, Shepard. It's impressive, I'll give you that. This is the power of Argonrost. Like, that's him himself, or, or was at one point? Was, yes. Silver dragon skull. Disintegration, yes, but I would think it'd be cool in here. The ice power that the silver dragons possess, but there may be more at work. Can you tell if it's truly the skull of a silver dragon? Not a different kind of dragon. Perhaps I can deduce. Thought of the world, what would I be able to deduce? Um, his nature, history, arcana... Uh, it could be nature. You're, you're nature. a DM, you choose. Nature, probably. Ooh, three. 
looks like a dragon skull. And it's a dragon skull. Per, I, I'm presuming it's. It the does same look like dragon. a real dragon skull. Uh, yeah. It, uh, it's a nine, but yes. Yeah, it looks like a dragon skull. I'm presuming it is a silver dragon skull. I'm not sure how we would get it out of here, but. Maybe there's a teleportation circle somewhere down here. Well, we know of at least one that we don't want to find. Yes. Well, we need to get it down first. Um, Perhaps everyone step back and I just try to touch it with my mage hand. I would not step into the room. We don't know if there are more pressure plates. We've been in the room. Mm-mm. They're just looking into it. Allow me to send it up. So, monum in my hand, and my mage hand will go up. I want to be still out of the room. I'm just going to gently touch the dragon skull. You move your mage hand into the room, and as it touches the dragon skull, you see the jaw pop open, and immediately a a, a um, funnel of pure, radiant, dark energy shoots out and blasts down through the entirety of the room. Had you been standing in there, you imagine you would have taken a sh- significant amount of damage, potentially TPKing everybody had you all been in there. But that was not the case. As it triggers whatever magic it is, and you still have to check magic up, and you see the faint shift as the magic dissipates from the room. Holy hell, what was that? That oh, was wild wickedness. It was a trap. It is gone now. It's gone. That's it? That's it. I still don't know how we're going to get it down and out of here. Uh, I will test. Moving your mage hand up and around it, you're able to move it a little bit. The mage hand doesn't uh, manage much for weight, but it can maneuver the brittle bones, and you see that it appears to be tied to the ceiling there with hemp and rope. That was corruption of Argon It's I tied. Think. We need to get it down without shattering it. We could try to reach in with my Naginata and cut it. Could, could, like, we, could we support the weight? Uh, like, could we carry it? Yeah, probably. Between, the two, between two of you, you could carry it. It's bones, and they're old bones, so they've lost a lot of their their density, and they're and they're not as heavy. It's still huge, but and how high up? In you the know that you have a very magical case that can store things. You don't know what would happen if you tried to store something that large. Well, I suppose I could try to put his next to my case and see if it gets, like, sloped into it. <laughs> uh, do we want to be taking risks like that with something like this? I don't know what other choice we have. You know, there are diminution magic, so you can make things smaller. I believe we should attempt to store it in the case, otherwise we will be caught flat-footed if danger arises and we're carrying this precious cargo. Agreed. Yes. Do I know how much weight my case could carry like when it's levitating beside me? No. Suppose I could try to have it levitate on my case. 
I would suggest keep your case open, Professor. Kana and I will put our hands beneath the skull and Shepard take aim and fire. Do I feel like I can, get, I can see the, the rope? Yeah, depending on your hit. Oh, no. I don't want to shoot the skull in case he misses. Uh, honestly, I feel like it'd be better if I climbed up there and just tried to cut it down, if that's possible. Does it look like there's any way that I'd be able to... Like, how high is it in the air? You would have to climb into the skull. Um, it's taking up most of the, the room, so you're basically climbing up into the skull, reaching out of the eye socket, and cutting the thing, so... Shepard. Yeah. This is your task. I'll put a, uh, my hand on his shoulder and say, Argen Vost chose you. You are chosen by the Silver Dragon himself. You have his power within you. And Aragal said you would be consumed by a Silver Dragon. That's true. This could be it. Yes. All right. I'll, I'll give you a lift. Hold my hat, and I'm going to give my hat to uh, to, to Sarnax. And I'll, I'll hold it. Yeah, I'll hoist him up. She'll put my foot in her hands, and I'll try to as lift up, see if I can grab onto something. And before she lets me go, I'm going to test it to see if me, like, pulling on it is not too much weight. You are able to have her hoist you up. You grab onto a part of the jaw, and you pull down on it, and you seem, it seems like it is holding strong. As Kana hoists you up, and you splay yourself out on the inside of this dragon skull, moving, crawling yourself up through it, sitting in to part of the jaw and reaching out of the eye socket, you have access with a dagger to cut that. How large is the eye socket? It fits you well enough. Like, could I get, like, through the eye socket on top of the skull and, like, hang on to the rope while I cut so I don't, like, plummet with the with the, the skull? You could. I'm going to attempt to try to climb t- out through the eye socket um, on top of the skull. You see um, that there is a small metal, not a small, but, like, a a large metal hook hanging out of the ceiling that the rope is wrapped around. Imagine to keep from plummeting, you're going to have to be able to hold on to that hook and the rope because once you cut that rope, you and the skull will fall. Right. Um, I wanted to, before I do all this, I just want to take a look inside the skull. I don't, I know he says it's not very big and just see what I can see inside it. If it just looks like bones and, I've never, I've never been inside of a, of a creature this large skull before. You're inside of it, looking through it, and it is, you feel overwhelmed by the majesty of this creature. And the words from Ar- Arabelle come back to you, that you would be consumed by a dragon. She was not wrong. All right. Let us know when you're ready. I will keep hoisting it up so it doesn't completely collapse and shatter. So what well, I'm gonna... you you hoisted him into the air. He was able to grab on. You can't reach up and hold it. It's too far up in the air for you to touch it. Once, gonna... once he lets that rope go, it yes. will fall. We it's should... a matter of how many people or what you're doing yes. to keep it from hitting the ground and yeah. should brace shattering. It falls. I'm bracing to catch it. Perfect. Perfect. No, that sounds so risky. All I'm doing is positioning myself. I haven't done anything else yet. Do you have any rope? Yeah, I got about, uh, I don't know, I lost uh, uh, 10 feet last time we used it. 40 feet-ish, you broke, broke, yeah. you could tie a, a makeshift harness on yourself to the hook so right, that it can work for you. Not a bad idea. I'll uh, take the rope out of my pack and, and tie it around my waist and then try to throw it up over the hook uh, Say if I can. You th- you're up there. You're next to it. You take the rope. You tie it to yourself. Then you wrap it over the hook and into the spot on the skull that the other rope was tied to. And you are able to, you could now cut the rope 
and you would balance out the skull. But how you would get it down, completely up to you. Uh, well, all right. I mean, it sounds like I, I, I can... Slowly hoist it down. Yes. So I'll try that, and then... Uh, uh, is everybody ready? I'll take out yes. my bedroll yes. and, like, lay it out on the ground to help c- create some more cushion. Like, I have no magical means to make this more padded, but I'll, like, splay out my pack and my bedroll, and just in case I, I'm not able to catch it, okay. it and get some, some padding. I'll kind of get it across from kind of on the other side to, like... Catch this falling buffalo size I don't. I am, I am preparing a spell. I you, will be okay. holding the lantern and the hat. I do not have any free hands. Sarnax, <laughs> uh, you can just put down the lantern and the hat. This is precious cargo as well, Shepard. I can always buy a new hat. Well said. And I'm going to very carefully put both of them down side by side and I'll go try to help. <laughs> You watch as Sarnax is just going like this under, just moving all around in a circle. He doesn't really know what to do. He keeps tripping over Kana's bedroll. Oh my god. Um, and then, sorry, Professor, please leave your case open beneath beneath um, the skull. But suppose it doesn't slop or whatever you said. Will it crush your case? We will catch it and see what happens. Yes. Are there any other hooks um, on the seal? Just okay. the one? Just the one. Yeah. I don't want to put my case under it in case it falls. That is fine. But I think that once we have it down, we can attempt to slope, slope it in. <laughs> or maybe I can just try to slope it in while it's up there with the case. Is there like a pedestal thing that's in the middle that has like a pile of ashes? Is it kind of like higher up off the floor? Or like closer to I mean, the... That's what you would have been standing on to Got lift it. him up. It's a very tall ceiling. It's not it. like a... It's not like... It's t- much higher than the ceiling. Got it. Okay. Right. Is everybody ready? Yes. yes. We're ready. I'll take out my knife. Gird your loins! Cut the, uh, the previous... The, the rope that was originally there. Um, and then... Uh, I want you to make a dexterity saving throw to see how well you're able to anchor yourself to the corner of the room and not just slam straight up, fall unconscious, and then fall to the floor. Great. And and then, I got a one, so I'm going to use a twist of fate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, much better. Oh, there we go. My dex is pretty high. Is it just uh, just add my dex to it? Yep. I got a 21. Oh, is it, or is it a saving throw? Oh, it's throw? a saving throw. In that case, I got a 25. Well, I mean, in that case, you brace yourself against the corner of the ceiling as you cut the one rope loose. You feel the weight of the skull pull down on you, and that initial plummet of it uh, pulls at you, but it's anchored to that, uh, to the hook that is uh, built into the ceiling there, driven into the ceiling there, and you're able to hold on and withstand. it is hard, and the the walls here are slightly slick, and you know that um, in not too much time, you will find it much harder to keep yourself anchored to this corner, but you are able to lower yourself down, and both of you are kind of balancing there. Oh, 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 oh all the right. Way. Is everybody all right? Everybody all right down there? Yes. yes. So well done, Shepard. I'm going to start lowering this down slowly before I get too tired and, and it gets away from me. Everybody okay. ready? Ready. Yes. And I'm going to slowly try to, like, you know, basically... Loosen my grip a little bit yep. just to slide up you slide the best up. I can and, and see if I can lower it. And you this are thing able now. to lower it. You're, it is still about, I would say, probably three or four feet above your heads. Okay. 
I'm anticipating it, just waiting for it to come down. I'm kind of like in a like bent knee stance, just waiting for impact. Do I have any more slack to keep going? The last How much feet? rope did you have left? Like 40 feet. Oh, total. then yes, easily. You're able to slowly maneuver it where you're climbing along the rope um, until you get to a point where you're holding onto the hook. You have the rope attached to you, you're holding onto the hook, and the remainder of the rope is dangling with the skull just in reach. And all four of you are easily able to get it and cut the rope from, from the skull, which then would allow you to fish for Shepard if you need to. You're now holding the skull. Alright, let's see what happens here. Uh, Mercurio or Makis will open up. Uh, uh, uh. You're like trying to like fit it over the Are nose. Are you trying to put it in? Yeah, well, I'm trying to like just sort of like, it's the bag of holding opening, and I just want to like tap it to it to see if something happens. Roll an intelligence check. <laughs> Something you is stalking. Uh, 18. You, you are, you're doing this and it comes to you almost like a, a light going off in your head, a lantern as it were. And you remember vaguely reading a line, a word, enormous. And you say this word. Oh, your, this word. Yes, you do. Your case grows larger and larger and larger until it slorps the dragon skull. Oh, we should look at that. Oh, look at that. I've never seen that. It just came to me. I've never seen your case get that big before. Yes. I Gross. quite like it. Yeah, so right. That's my boyfriend, Sorry. Maya. Yeah, that was inappropriate. Your husband's probably in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to redact that. Voice yeah, it, was, it was so seductive. Oh, I've never seen your case get so big. Your case is so large. If you if you want to have a dirty conversation with Kana, call one eight hundred D and D FAP with two P's. Well, I know what our first Patreon tier is. Seriously, call the sex hotline, baby. Let's go. Um, how far is the drop down from this hook now? If I wanted to just uh, <laughs> about let, forty feet, let go. Forty's uh, a, a distance where I would easily break both. But, of my but they could grab the other. It's the rope is still dangling. Holy they could grab shit. it and kind of help you. Yeah, uh, down. Don't leave me hanging up here. <laughs> Why would we leave you hanging up Shut there? Shut up! That was awful. <laughs> Terrible. I, I'm not much for comedy. Please let and him we'll, go. We'll, we'll pull him down and, and let him go. Yeah. Oh, but for the sake of it, it's something that you can add to your case okay. that it does not have a size or weight limit for the um, for the. Uh, oh, great! Uh, bag of holding. Nice. Oh, this is. Look at that. Nice and safe. We did it. We did it. That seemed easier than it should have been. One of two. So did it get smaller again? Yes. Okay. No, it's gigantic. Clayton, <laughs> Clayton is going to have to grow to dragon proportions to be able to carry that briefcase. It's stretched. Now we have yeah, to wait for no, it to uh, shrink again. Kana, you may need Shrinky to dink. assist my case to make it smaller. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> you had some fun. <laughs> With enough bigger is shaking. Uh, you should be done pretty quick. I'm not the strongest bigger It'll revert itself. I'll put some cold air on it. Some cold oh, inari. No. I'm not the strongest.
strongest, but you have quite the grip. I heard you with a pole on, master. <laughs> Bravo. My oh, God. Bravo. Uh, I love my friends. We're, we're reaching uh, lusty Argonian maid levels. Yeah, of, uh, I love of, that of, we are a bunch form. of like thirty-year-old goons that can't like have a normal conversation. <laughs> no, we cannot. Oh, oh. Very, very, uh, very good. Very good. Uh, all right. Well, oh goodness. On, on to the next. I'm gonna coil up uh, what remains of the rope. If I have to cut some away and lose some, fair enough. Can you do that, uh, and I'll put it back in my pack. I'm gonna walk over to the pedestal that we were just standing on. It's a crypt. The crypt. Okay. Yeah. It is the actual crypt of Saint Markovia. Those are her bones that are disintegrated on the top. I say you've been there long enough. You'd be able to see that. Yeah. Should we collect these safely and return them to the abbey? Would there be anything sacred about this? I don't know. It's the fat was a foul magic. It seems desecrated. It's it's like just dust, right? Yeah. Still the dust of her bones. Is that sacred at all? If you would like to collect them in some kind of vial... Do, do I get the sense from my cleric business that, that, that it would still be sacred or has it been desecrated by that horrible dragon fire? Um, you get the sense that it's... it's. I wouldn't say it's desecrated. Um, and I would say looking at them, you obviously haven't touched them, but looking at them, you can see that um, it doesn't appear that it was the the magic from the from the dragon that did it to the bones. They were probably put here that way. Um, and I would say looking around the room, considering it was both the skull and St. Markovia's bones, that this is almost a, a tomb that she used to store the relics of her triumphs over those who opposed her. I see. Well, I'm happy to collect them and return them to the abbot if you feel that it's worth, uh, worth the trouble, Simon. It's a wise idea, but allow me to collect them, and I'll reach in, I'll grab one of my, like, pouches that I use to store my edelwood seeds in my soil. These have been blessed, and I'll just scoop whatever I can. You begin to scoop the bones into a vial, and as you touch them, a ghostly form appears above the dust so faint that you can barely discern more than part of a face. From this apparition comes the faintest of whispers. The vampire must be destroyed. Use me as your weapon. That which fades away. Are you still there? We will. Safe Markovia, and I'll bow my head. And very, even more slowly and respectfully, I will try to collect everything into one of my my blessed pouches. You do that. You all gain inspiration. Hey, oh, shit. shit. I already had it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Guess you start using your inspiration. Use it. yeah. it's, that, is my, that is my biggest D&D toxic trait, is I always forget to use my inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. So I'll say that. Had it too. I'll put it by, by my seeds, my you <laughs> know, my soil and everything else. Ashes, all the things that I kind of keep. We know how to destroy. Well, we know how to potentially defeat Strahd with the fireball. That is still intact, at least. Yes, I believe that was her meaning. You are in good hands, Saint Markovia. We will avenge you. All right, let's continue. 
Uh, care to detect magic again if yes. we approach Sergei's tomb. Should I close the door behind us? Please. I'll uh, keep the my weight on the pedal and I'll close it and then like back up and then lift a foot once it's safe. You do that. Everyone in case the darts go again. And you know that they would go once they're depressed yet another time. So as long as you're just taking your weight off of it and leaving it, you know that it would be Perfect. perfectly fine. Yeah, try to close it in a way where it doesn't look like we've already opened it. So you can easily do that with your strength. Right, cool. Pulling it close or pushing it close is much easier than pulling it open. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, it's not that much further to Sergei's turn. This may be heavily trapped. Right. Heavily guarded. I must be very careful. Keep a sharp eye out, Shepard. I will light the path, Professor. Continue to detect magic. Yes. Absolutely. So you're going to cast the tech magic yes, again? So I'm taking the time right outside to cast the tech magic. You do that. And once again, you you follow along the path. And leading up to Sergei's tomb, you do not notice any magical traps. You make your way to the front of the tomb. White marble steps descend to a tomb that has a vaulted ceiling 30 feet overhead. A stillness, a calm amid the storm is felt here. In the center of the tomb, a white marble slab supports an intricately inlaid coffin. Chiseled into the slab is a name, Sergei Monzarovich. To the north, behind the coffin, are three alcoves, a stunning young man flanked by two angels, looking as polished and new as the day each was placed there. An iron lever protrudes from the south wall west of the tomb's entrance. Hmm. So... West is this no way. of the er, of the tomb's entrance or the room's entrance of the tomb's entrance. I think they mean this is the tomb. This room yes. yes. So it would be the west of this entrance. Which entrance. way is west? Do we know? Well, of this mm. north. Um, is it telling us to I cardinalize on this entrance? Is my point? Like, yeah. a, aka, this would be the west of the entrance. Well, one of the the entrance of the walls on the outside. Oh, there are levers over here. Yes. So it, um, you, sorry, sorry, I didn't describe one part to you. It's closed with a portcullis. Oh, okay. So uh, you would imagine that raising or lowering that would raise or lower the portcullis. Where's the portcullis again? I'm sorry. It's just straight in across a, the opening. Okay. And there's just a sorry. lever yeah, you can, on one of the walls next They to have it on the map, but I just, I didn't read it to no you. No worries. This seems too easy. But like we've discussed, she does not expect anyone to come in from the back. Uh, is the lever magical, anyway? Mm-hmm. Can I peer around and see if there are any slits for darts now that I kind of can recognize them from the other door and see if they're... Roll investigation for traps. Uh, Alright, that's off the table. Uh, tech. Oh, you can't see any traps? Very few people expect a backdoor entry. Thanks. <laughs> Perhaps uh, that's very fitting with the conversations we've been having. Yeah. Perhaps Lucas could attempt the lever while we stand at a safe distance. Yes, yes, I suppose so. Uh, I want to walk to the port close. If it's like an open, if it's just iron bars in front of it, I would like to. Try to see. The tech magic is 30 feet. So I think I can get. Whoa, it's 510. Uh, I can get like here. Probably not very far. I can probably see here. 
Um, can Mage Hand pull levers? It does five ways. pounds of resistance or ten pounds, whatever. Ten pounds, yeah. Um, so I guess we'll all stand back, and I will thirty feet. We'll get thirty feet away, and I'm going to try to have the Mage Hand pull the lever down. You attempt to have the Mage Hand pull the lever, but it cannot seem to to gain enough ground. The resistance on this, the portcullis, is too heavy. We do strength to pull it down. Well, that is what you would deduce. Would you like me to? I was hoping you would offer that. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Make a strength a strength check, add your proficiency. Ooh, right. The DC is 25. Nice. 15? Nope. Is this you, something where I could keep trying, or um, time would I wish... Would, yeah. Time passed. That's it. I could help. Did anything um, happen when I attempted to try and pull it? No, it just gave you a lot of resistance. It's really heavy. This is um, well fortified. Very heavy iron. As you struggle, I'll walk up and I'll kind of stay far away and I'll put a, a hand on your shoulder and say, Thank you. Your strength is not within you, it is within your faith in Gary's. I will not Jerry accept guidance. All right, you guys. Do you mean Jerry? At the Jerry, yeah. professor's request, I will assist if, uh, if at all possible, try to help you pull the lever. Okay. If you can get four. That will, you can do um, add advantage with the help of Shepard. So I get to do this and then I get to add guidance? Yes, for your faith in Jerry, Fire Lord. Okay. Well. So fucking close. Um, yeah, I don't think that makes it 12. It's 21. He says 25. Is and that includes your proficiency? Yep. I basically made like an athletics check. I did 5 plus 4. Yeah. Um, that's 12 plus plus 9 is uh, 21, unless I twist it. I will step up again. Uh, it is told in certain circles that the third time <laughs> is indeed the charm. <laughs> Would you mind lending me another hand? Of course not. Remember, right here. it's not with the strength in you, Kana. It is the strength of Garrix, the fire lord. Yes, thank you. I heard you the first time. So Maybe you do not believe that enough. Natural fucking twenty. <laughs> <laughs> See, you just had to believe in Jerry, the fire lord. Oh, it, I had to begrudgingly believe in Jerry, the fire lord. So that would be a 32. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. It's Jerry's wood-fired pizza. It's not Jerry, discount, the fire discount lord. Discount wood-fired pizza. <laughs> it's flying like a dragon. Yes, you like vampires. Do you like organ music? You are able to. You are able with Shepard and Sarnax's help to pull on this lever. It. The other previous times. We're helping to dislodge some of the rust as you're finally able to pull on the lever, releasing the chain and allowing the portcullis to raise up into into its um, slot. And you notice two iron braces come out from the wall and they hold the portcullis in place. You're now standing at the entrance down to Sergei's tomb. What do you do? I listen momentarily to see if... Straw is coming, or if there's any emotion behind us. <laughs> you listen to see if Straw's theme song begins to play. That is exactly what I'm listening for. And it's still just that weird, creepy playlist that's been playing for an hour. And just the baths up ahead. Yes. 
I wish Derek were Yeah. <laughs> I don't do sound effects. That's not my shtick. I do four voices and that's it. Thanks. Do, do you think that uh, she uh, comes down here and, and pays respect uh, to her brother at, at all regularly? Well, she, I believe, was the one that killed him. She is. So uh, you don't think that maybe there might just be like a teleportation circle right in front of that tomb? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Again, with a teleportation circle. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a little worried, is all. Well, Shepard, stand behind me. If anyone will get teleported to their fate, rather it be me than you. Uh, I'm going to be honest, though. If I see you go, I'm going after you. Uh, I just don't want to be the only one, and then she kills me, and then it's all over. We might as well face it all together if we're going to accidentally end up in front of her. I just, you know, I, I'd like to cut off the prophecy before we get to it. You know, beat well, it let me it. go first. I'm detecting magic, and I'd like to keep you all safe if I can. All right, all right. Let's go carefully. All you right. span the room with your detect magic, and you do get a sense of magic <laughs> at the at the crypt, but it's not. It's not the type of magic you were expecting. It's more of an abjuration magic. Is it shielding? There's some kind of protection magic in place. Is it anything like what we detected on Arena? Hey, it's the same school, yes. Yes, it is. Perhaps he protected it himself. Against his sister. I don't see any swords down here. Maybe he's protecting himself from her. Maybe she can't come visit him, even if she wanted to. Maybe he despises his own sister. I'm sure he does. How could you not? Uh, I want to investigate the room. I see some like angel business back here mm-hmm. uh, that you described earlier. I yep. want to. I want to. So this is him, yes. and he's flanked by the two angels. Yes. I want to get up close and probably have my face disintegrated. <laughs> Uh, but I'm just gonna go for it. Let's send it. Roll an investigation check and a dexterity saving throw. Ah, damn it. <laughs> I hope that's not a joke. Huh? Is that a joke? No. Natural 20. For your investigation, investigation. yes. And you notice the one. fire as it explodes all over your face. You get You're inspired. You get a very good yeah. uh, view. I am inspired. You know what? Thank you. You have uh, importance, too. You got a lot of stuff. We got what did you get? Like a two, three, a ten. Oh! You investigate the statue, and I just made you roll for a dexterity saving throw because I like to fuck with you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not gonna let you waste the shade of it all. <laughs> that was mean. You do your investigation, and okay. you can, looking at it, you notice a vase at the very base that is filled with flowers, fresh. They look like they've been placed here maybe a mere hours before. You notice oh, that everything in this tomb is pristine, yeah. clean. You begin to look, and your attention is drawn back to to the the sarcophagus or the um, the the coffin, the crypt, and you see a spot that's worn down over hundreds of years, where someone a small. Well, not necessarily small, but a lithe feminine figure is bent down day over day over day at this crypt. And you see the spots on the top where tears have carved away at the stone. 
Do I get the sense that you it's can about tell that it's Donya sized? Do I get the sense that it's safe? Yes. Okay. I believe it's safe. Please join me. These flowers were placed mere hours ago. And she weeps at his tomb. I guess I was wrong, man. Interesting. She truly loves her family. Maybe she wishes she could undo everything. We know that. She's come to the... She's gone to the Ember Temple asking the, the fates, whoever they are, to undo her curse. I've been told that she's as trapped here as we are. I don't know what to make of this. It means that regardless of her fate, not even she can escape it. And it's confirmed what we've known. But this at least shows regret. I am reminded of the dark powers of the Amber Temple, where we were compelled against our own better judgment and even our own free will to commit atrocities outside of what we'd ever even conceive of and recall the darkness offered in the very sarcophagus that Shredanya herself made a bargain with. When she accepted the gift of the vampire, she would have been compelled to murder one she loved. Perhaps it was the dark power that forced her hand. Now she must live with the consequences. And so she does. Day in and day out, century in, century out. So that's why she would nail her mother to a wall. And still feel remorse. The three of us felt turned evil, and it only took the power, not, not only, but it took the power of a god to cleanse us and return us to our good our good selves, our good natures. She could be afflicted in the same way. She was human once, with human feelings. Jealousy, anxiety, depression, these are all things that we have all felt. True love. And yet, here we are at the bottom of her fortress of evil and wickedness that she's built, trapped a prisoner along with everyone else. Monuments to the evil that she made a pact with. Do you truly think that she must be killed? Do you think that she could be saved? Kana, had you asked me that, when we first entered Barovia, I would have told you there was no chance that she must die. Mm. Now, after what... We experienced, and even after, no, especially after, feeling the cold steel of her blade pierce my heart. I feel that there is renewal that is possible. 
And perhaps she can be saved and redeemed, even if it requires turning her to ash. Either way, we need to retrieve whatever in this tomb. Uh, does it look like we can... So it is... There's obviously like a stone lid on mm-hmm. top of the... I think sarcophagus. Yes. I think for it, right? Yes. Um, perhaps we just try to move the lid. It's protected by magic, so maybe being good can bypass this magic. I don't know. Should we try? We didn't come here all the way here just to look at it. Let's see what happens when we touch it. Please back up. I'll step back and I'll bullseye it. Once everybody's like back far away enough, I'm just gonna kind of stand back here in Mage Hand and just touch the touch the stone. The hand slowly lowers itself down into the crevice where Stradonia's tears have worn away at the stone. Nothing happens. Is the abjuration magic on the stone itself? It appears to be on something inside. But the stone itself isn't a foot thick, so detect magic would go through that. The protection's on the inside. Perhaps we gently move the lid. All of us together, then. Yes. Yes. All right. Gently. Just so we can peer in. Sure. So we're going to gently push it open. You all begin to push, and it's not giving way. But Kana, as your hands touch the coffin, it's almost as if it moves easily. It's almost as if Sergei can sense the goodness in your heart, the lawful good in your soul, as you're easily able to move the top of the coffin, or the top of the sarcophagus to the side. Clayton, you look down into the recesses of this, and you almost rear back at first in shock. Sergei's flesh has been preserved. At first glance, it almost looks as if he's sleeping in his casket. But he is not sleeping. He has found death. But his body is pristine. His armor gleaming, glowing, a brilliant radiance, a magical radiance. His arms crossed over his chest, and in them, a glowing, magical blade. God. Oh, God, my head. This is non-sacred. What is going on? Is the abjuration magic from him? His, like, flesh? Yes. He's being preserved. Uh, by someone himself? Uh, is somebody so powerful they can keep themselves from decay? Uh, Perhaps the morning lord is doing it, or maybe Stradania. Which Stradania have been... Have I sensed that the coffin gave way easily because of my alignment? Do I, can I infer that, or do I... Yes. I don't know. I'll say you've been able to tell that there are things in here with the dead that seem to judge your hearts, Mm -hmm. and you can feel when you're being judged Mm -hmm. um, favorably or not. 
I don't know if Stradania could have done this. She's wept over his tomb. I don't know if she's ever been able to open it. So she bestowed this boon on him. It would have been before she accepted the gift of vampirism. Assume. <clears throat> we must retrieve the sword. This was fated in the cards along with everything else. Kana, you are the sole blade master among us. It should be you that retrieves it. I feel conflicted, brave Robin. I think you're right. Sergei led us here. I believe he led us here with the express purpose of giving us the sword of sunlight. I'll uh, take off my pack and basically unsh- uh, take off all of my blades and un- unsh- uh, put everything on the floor. And I'll kind of stand where Stradania was standing and I will kind of scan the whole preserved body of Sergei and peer into his eyes and before I take the blade I reach in and just try to lay a hand over his hand. You put your hand on his and you can feel not cold. It almost feels like stone. This body has been laying here for so long that now that you're this close to it you can see that it's almost as if it's been embalmed. But Nothing else happens. There is a sense of calm that washes over you. I take my other hand, with the one still on his hands, I take it and put it where I feel like over on his arm, over his heart. Just to get a sense. You can feel the humming of the magic that radiates from the armor that he's wearing. And you place your hand where over where his heart would have been. Look at the sword between his arms, between his legs, and then the one between his hands. Right. And I'll look into the crypt and I'll see Sergei Gonzarovich. You've come here for your weapon, but you've come here to hopefully save your sister. And Irina is safe now. I think. Sudanya deserves a second chance. But I hope that this blade will cleanse whatever corruption has consumed her. Please, I hope you deem me worthy to wield this. And I will reach forward and gently try to, I guess, pry his fingers off. You reach forward and you touch the hilt. And as your hand makes contact, his immediately let go. Though they don't move, they no longer grasp onto the hilt and you're able to slide the blade out. You're all now level 12. Whoa. Whoa. Wait, 12? Oh my god. What level were you before? 10. Good luck being our expelled, brother. You get a level for the dragon skull and you get a level for the sword. Holy. (laughs) (laughs) 
shit. Level 12. Yeah, so we're going to need like a 10 minute break while everyone levels up to level 12. Holy shit. Did you, so did you say that um, it seems like he's been embalmed? Like, is that like yes. he doesn't have like organs and stuff? Well, you don't know if he still doesn't have him. Not everything that's embalmed, the organs are removed. It's normally what happens because they decay. But there, there's magical stuff that's going on to keep him preserved. Got so it. Got you'd it. have to cut into him to dis- determine whether he has organs. I wouldn't recommend doing that. But you could do that. So you now, you now find yourself holding the sword. Do we have a stat block? Would you spend an hour with it? I love gear. Do I love weapons? Would you spend an hour with it? glowing armor that you could take from his body. Should I be building this? I don't know if I'm worthy. I mean, we just don't know much about it, is all. Just be careful. Uh, We don't want to trust anything. I understand that he is holier than most and seems good, and and, and I think it's probably safe, but let's all just be careful. I don't believe you need to wield it. Perhaps you just keep it safe. When the time comes, maybe Von Richten is a sword user. Perhaps he's the one that wields in the battle. And and we <laughs> definitely don't want anyone to know we have it. Okay. I, I, it couldn't hurt to spend some time with it when we get a chance, I guess. But I certainly don't want anyone knowing we have that thing. I'm kind of gazing down at it lovingly, and I hold it up to my ear. To That's see awesome. if it speaks to me at all, as I feel a lot of my weapons speak to me. Some per- Persia moment here, as I feel like all my weapons are sentient. It's humming with magical power. And I, I back away from everyone, and I just like slowly and gracefully kind of slice. You it slide the air. it through the air, and it radiates. Oh God, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh no! <laughs> it radiates a din. Um, it radiates the glow of pure sunlight. As it slices through the air. It's beautiful. I'll uh, take time to, like, very gingerly... There there was no sheath that came with it that was next to him. I'll gingerly wrap it up um, as carefully as I can. Uh, Well, I had a gift box. Some (laughs) tissue paper. Yeah, tissue paper. There's a a nice microfiber cloth and some... um, Some shine, some silver shine, if you'd like to shine. Oh, silver polish, yes. Yes. I'll, uh, I'll stow it on my back and just carry my Naginata kind of freely in one hand. Where where I would keep my Naginata on my back is where I keep the sword. Mm-hmm. And I'm just uh, kind of protectively putting it between my, my back and You my can back. feel the warmth of the sun all down your back where the, where the sword lays. This is a comforting feeling. I hope I can live up to his legacy. You will, Kana. And with that, we should not linger here any longer. I have an idea, Professor. (laughs) That is becoming my least favorite sentence. I shoot the professor in the face. (laughs) Oh, that hits. That definitely hits. That hits. Can't take it back with any charmer. That hits. I'm kidding. Docking your pay. Yes, it's true that Van Rekin could wield the sword against Rodania. But why not Sergei himself? Professor, I already had the thought and I dispelled it. Why? The man is at rest. Is he? The fact that he just recently had to protect his beloved? That he's been protecting this stone passageway? He was certainly, uh murder taken before his time, I think. Yes. 
and he's been preserved beyond anything, any capability that I've ever heard of. I have the same idea, Professor. It's almost as if it's fate. He could be a staunch ally against his sister. He could convince her to turn over and this doesn't have to end in bloodshed. But I also am conflicted about raising him from his rest. Allow me to uh, pardon the phrase, play devil's advocate here. Uh, (laughs) I get it. Let's say we bring him back. (laughs) What's to stop him and all of his righteous fury from charging up there right this second? And we follow him? Unprepared to stop him. And I think that he was a great, godly man. I, I don't think he would be that brash. He would have that kind of weird, like post, uh, like post-resurrection sickness, Is like that Han thing? Solo and Return of the Jedi. I don't know any of those words. Those words are Neither not. Those aren't words, Professor. You're. I'm worried. Are you feeling all right? We can't predict his actions. If we did successfully end up resurrecting him, what's to say he doesn't? storm upstairs immediately and face his sister, all of us with him in tow. I don't think he would just leave quietly with all of us back through the way we came. I will leave it up to Saw next because I can't use the scroll myself. Perhaps you, and I don't make, I know you don't want this to feel like a cop-out, perhaps you ask Garrett. He may know. He's very powerful and he has a greater presence here, his avatar resides in your very lantern. It, you know, if we're not troubling you too much, Sarnax. Shepard. Yes. Watch the sets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my fault. I thought these uh, these uh, turns of phrase were lost on you. I apologize. <laughs> Sarnax is starting to come into his own and picking up on social cues. He's learning. He's learning. He's evolving. He's evolving. I press B. Oh my god. I am going to I had hoped to not use these scrolls found in the Amber Temple. But it is worth the question. Garrix. It may be in our best interest to reach back hundreds of years and bring life back to Sergei von Zarovich so he may be an ally in our war against the Countess Stradania. Shall we return him to the fight or let him rest? We are leaning towards resurrecting him. What do you suggest? Augury? Throwing the biz in. Wheel and woe. Hmm. 
I will respect any decision you make, Sinex. Garrett has spoken. What did he say? Both weal and woe. Hmm. We have one scroll. We have one shot. Is there any chance that it doesn't work? Yes. So we could just end up blowing the scroll for nothing. Yes. Alright. And we it's there is an opportunity cost of we can resurrect We can resurrect Saint Marco. Mm. We can resurrect anyone really, long dead. I think we need just a piece of them. What if we resurrected is does does it have like a humanoid? I think it was any creature. Anything. Right? Yeah, I resurrected a dragon in a different campaign. That was fun. <laughs> Let me check. Let me yeah, check. I think it's creature. It was I, I cast uh yeah, I cast a director. In a brooks dog. <laughs> so yeah, I resurrection is just creature, so I, true resurrection's gotta be better, right? Yeah, it's gotta be better. Uh oh. So true resurrection is still to only two hundred years. Oh shit! Oh, it's years. So it's what's right. the? Is there anyone that does is better than that? Because I thought True Resurrection was the best. <laughs> so I guess once it's been two hundred years, you can never. That's it. So he's got to be way dead, way longer than. I mean, yeah. we're obviously that's a good question. We're obviously talking at a meta perspective here, but but if is there? Do we know? Wow, well, we'd be know able to judge like roughly repose. how long that he. Well, that too. I don't know how that affects Let me read it. Let me read it. You touch a creature that has been dead for no longer than 200 years and that died for any reason except old age. If the creature's soul is free and willing, the creature is restored to life with all its hit points. This spell closes all wounds, neutralizes any poisons, cures all diseases, lifts any curses. Um, The spell replaces damaged uh, or missing organs and limbs. The spell can uh, even provide a new body if the original no longer exists in which you can... uh, Oh, in which case you must speak the creature's name. The creature then appears in an unoccupied space you choose within 10 feet of you. So the idea is what you were saying, Maya, this gentle repose or some other spell would lengthen that time from 200 years to whatever, right? The idea is that if it could be extended, we might still be super gentle repose. We might be somewhere still in the window. We're obviously talking about this all out of character. All meta. Yeah. Connor would have no idea about this. Right. Because so we're dealing with something so, very right. powerful here. So, and that's the thing. I think that, at least from a, from an in-game perspective, a spell scroll will basically have all of these details within it, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right? You'd be able to understand this. So I believe that you can gain from a spell scroll at least this information. So it's not like you're just, you don't really know. So I think we would know the catches of 200 years. Okay. Uh... Or, or perhaps not. I'm not sure. I would say you would know that. Well, and we also do have knowledge on when the, uh, you know, a rough approximation of time of when those events happen based on the journal, the, the information we've been given from other people. And we know that it's well outside the 200 year range. I think so, right? Yes. What do you think it'd be safe? So I think the only shot from a meta perspective is, is would basically, be... well, from a non meta perspective, is the way the body looks. Right. We, we could, we could basically roll the dice haha, and and think that you know maybe he's, he's not decayed he's right not decaying and it's like a, a demiplane right inside of whatever so maybe that fucks normally that. i would not have these conversations out of rp but this is a serious yes. heavy choice that we have to make and could very seriously alter the course of what we were going to do next is all this is a heavy heavy decision and it may not even work right it just might not work 
which would be fine. Uh, are we good from a meta perspective? Have we discussed everything? From a meta perspective, we understand what the spell does. We understand the limitations. Uh, you touch a creature. Professor, are you able to discern the exact abjuration that is on the corpse? Sawbacks now, but you mentioned it. It's gentle repose. Oh. But it's, it's basically a buffed gentle repose. So we saw this before. It's the idea that it lengthens the window of time that you have to resurrect a body. So like uh, one of them you have to do within a minute or like 10 minutes uh, or something, right? With a gentle repose, it would say, give you an extra week or something. You know, 10 days. Whatever it is. Okay. Right. You have to keep recasting it like yeah. uh, Lady Walker. Right. Lady Walker was doing that on her husband. Yeah. God. So Although hers if it's under gentle repose, yeah. can I just use raised dead on him? Maybe. But we don't know what kind of organ damage he has. We don't know what kind of issues he's got, right? Like, because Race is Dead doesn't mend all that, I don't think. So, basic. But I, you could oh, I, I mean, as written. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> as <laughs> written, gen, if it has gentle repose on it, uh huh, and gentle repose uh-huh. has been on it the whole time, uh huh, then. Technically, it then, work. then you can resurrect. <laughs> uh huh. That's the whole point of gentle repose. Even if he's like missing mm. like limbs and shit, they just—I mean, obviously we're looking at him. He's not. Yeah. And, but it wouldn't restore those those yes. the damage that that extra damage. Correct. It's a normal resurrection at that point, uh-huh. or, or uh, revivify, if you will. It's just yes. normal. Thank you for the commentary, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how it would work because so the duration is normally ten days, right? Yeah. It's obviously still on it, but if yeah. you just put it on. Then the flowers are fresh. The flowers are fresh, but if so you just put corpse? it on, it probably wouldn't work. You know, so could you cast gentle repose? The thing is, we don't know for certain whether or not she's casting it, right? Because like you have to be good to move the lid, right? Potentially, but again, yeah, or maybe it's just yeah. very hard to move. I, I think, I, I think all we, of us were pushing it, and it did not move until you pushed. Correct. Because you are lawful good. We don't do this generally, by the way, everybody who's watching. This is very this is, out of this character. Is very no, heavy. Okay. These things, it's fine hello, to do that. Hello, hello, hello. I'm going to just spell out all the names. I'm going to speak and spell everybody's name. She cast it on a corpse that she can't see, assuming that she's not able to open the lid of this thing. Or maybe she has other ways of opening it. I don't know. That's definitely not. She's been weeping over the. There's indentations of her tears over the coffin. Right, over the sarcophagus. What if she is not opening it? What if she is bringing people here for purposes other than we thought she was? It could also be some megaton like morning ward. Shit, right, right, right. Alright. Okay, back on the character. Uh, look, I, I don't know anything about this. You know, this isn't my strong suit. This isn't what I excel in, but I'm willing to do whatever you want. If, if you think bringing him back... And really bringing him back will make a difference. We could try it. I just, there might be consequences. She clearly mourns for the loss of her brother. What, what greater gift could we give her if she can be redeemed than her brother? If she, if, if he doesn't just strike her down. If, yes. If, but. She killed him after all. Yes, but like Samak said earlier, perhaps it was by being compelled by the, the gift that she took right. for herself. She may have had no choice if we explained that to him. 
we don't know what kind of state he was in before he passed either. Mentally, he might too be mad. He might have been afflicted by similar gifts. We don't know. We don't know much of this is true. We just know that he had a love that transcended time for uh, Tatiana. I think the question is, we know that there is some good that will come out of this. Can we handle the bad? We have to be prepared for it. I'm not sure that doing this now is the best course of action. This land is a never-ending source of bad. Every decision we do, if you were to ask... I can't imagine a single question we could ask Garrix, but he would just say we. Fair enough. There are two sides. Ever since we've been here, nothing has been as it seems. Nothing has been a pure golden, golden decision. As long as we're all together and we're ready... It is. If, if, he, if he does something drastic and we feel that we have to follow, are we ready to make that decision? That's all. Yes. Or do we say, good luck in the castle? And do we come back? You're, you're on your merry way. I believe we can reason with a man that was as pious and capable and all right. holy and well-respected by gods. Yes. Then I leave the, the remaining decision up to Sarnax. He's the one that's got to do it. Let's say it does work. What then? Do we just go out the way we came? Yes. With with Sergei in tow. He built the tunnels himself. He would know. He would know better than anyone how to get back. He could bring so much good to this land. Just imagine the look on her face when we blow open the front doors of Castle Ravenloft with Sergei with us. It could end right there. Perhaps. I see this as a way to avoid having to, to fight her. We could bring good. Yes. Lift this darkness. It doesn't have to be killing. How about St. Malkovia? Is that out of the question? Yes. I think it's... She died over 200 years ago and there she's, her bones are disintegrated. I see. Even so, that would be a, a certain road to, to fight. It would be a different kind of battle that we would accept it. True. What do you think, Sarnax? Feeling up to it? I am able to bring him back without even using the scroll. If this magic is indeed... I wouldn't... Do you really think anything beyond a true resurrection spell would be powerful enough to bring him back after such time? Perhaps, but... I suppose this is something that we need to be certain of. I just... You could try, I suppose. I will attempt to simply harness the knowledge on the scroll, but still channel the power of Garrix. That is my main hesitation. To rely on ancient arcane magic etched onto a piece of parchment. I just think that if we're going to be doing something this big, we don't want to be half-assing it, if you know what I mean. Yes. Yes, indeed. Are we at all worried about these scrolls being written by a lich? Um, Sarnax is worried about it, yeah. But he's the one who's got to read it. A spell scroll is a spell scroll. The, the arcane words are a uh, fact of the weave. And uh, he was once a great wizard and still is. He's he kind to us. He certainly had no malice towards us. A brilliant mind. 
I, tr- I trust you. This is definitely not my domain. And either way, this, in my mind, is not any of our decision besides Sonic. And I may not be able to even harness its power. It may fail. That's right. It may fail. I'm going to pull out the scroll. This is so big. And I'm going to flick it open, and I'll see the runes etched and glowing. We'll grab it by the corner. Garrix, grant me the power to destroy the evil of this world and bring back the great saint that wishes to use holy fire on our grand crusade. And I'm going to flick the spell scroll into the lantern and... As it burns, I'm going to attempt to ignite my hand and go over to uh, to Sergei and uh, plunge my glowing claw uh, right onto his chest. And I'm He's going wearing to plate att- armor, so yeah, right over his chest on the plate armor. And I'm going to attempt to cast True Resurrection. Oh my God! So how does this work? This is so insane. What if, you are what, casting it? Yeah. What is the roll? It so, is a ninth level spell. So you have to roll a nineteen before you before you roll. Oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't realize you had to roll that. Hold on, hold on. Before the hour, so a nineteen. That's what, that's what to, like he's thinking about doing. Are we allowed to help like uh, with this from characters? Not, no, not with the spell scroll. If you were uh, doing it with his own magic, it is a spell ability okay, check. Ability check. Yes. Right? Okay. Is it a spellcasting and delay checks, yes. and you add your your spell modifier? Yes. yes. So whatever you but would add to casting a spell. As Sarnax reaches his fiery hand, oh, don't you be fucking important. Over, don't you dare! No, you are not. Over and places it on Sergey. <gasps> yes, I've I've seen this, and my eyes will glow. This yes! pink, blue, kind of shifting Pinky. arcane, and you roll a natural twenty. the Fire Lord and the Morning Lord call you back to Barovia, call you back to life, and call you back to join the burning crusade against your sister. You watch as you watch as Sarnax erupts into flame. You see not just fire, but pure radiant fire and sunlight emanating from the armor on Sergei's body. And you all watch as he begins to channel. The avatar of Garrix whips out from his lantern as it bursts forward in an eruption. As he swirls around him, his wings getting larger and larger, he begins to beat. And it looks almost as if Sarnix is going to burn this burn the body into into dust, disintegrate it where it stands, but you watch as the armor itself, the pale silver begins to glow with an eerie yellow sunlight. And Sergei's eyes open before you. He grabs on to your hand, Sarnax. Thank you for what you have done for Irina. He smiles as he looks around at all of you. He stands up. He is Rise. six four tall. As he looks over you, standing 
in what had previously been his crypt. He looks down at Yukana, and the smile on his face is so beautiful, so achingly beautiful and charming, as he reaches down for your hand. I immediately take the sword out, and I'm just, like, offering it back to him. Like, I, I'm, like, not even making eye contact. I'm, like, in full <laughs> knees on the ground, sword up in the air, just, like, in complete in shock. He avoids touching the sword and instead moves his hand to yours and clasps it. There is no one better to wield my blade. I would have spoken to you through it, but now I can speak to you myself. There is a lot of work to do. My sister will either die at my hand or be redeemed. And that is where we'll end the session. Oh my god! God. Unbelievable! Wow. Holy... Shit, I'm so happy right now. Like, what happened? A natural fight! (laughs) (laughs) When I rolled that, I'm like, God, I hope there's a good reason to use this. (laughs) No, that was not supposed to happen. Sergei is my brother. He does not belong to them. I killed him. He belongs to me. He's not theirs to bring back. The divine intervention was simply irritating before. Now it is unacceptable and unforgivable. The gods have no power here. But it is all in vain. Not even Sergei can change their fates. He cannot change mine, either. Will he even make a difference at all? Find out in Chapter 13 of Curse of Stradania, Mother's Malice. In the meantime, if you wish to watch Legends of Aventris tell similar stories of Dungeons and Dragons every week, you can follow us on Twitch. You can also enjoy our many campaigns on YouTube, support us on Patreon, and join our community on Discord. All links are in the show notes. We welcome you to our Aventris family.